And joining me in studio again is Mr. Johan LaRue. A very good morning to you, Johan. Welcome good, back. Good morning, Silvana. Thank you very much. It's great to be back in studio with you. And yeah, great to be able to talk about some mental health matters. Mm, exactly. Now, you know what? I find this particularly very interesting because so many of us, like, you know, working parents or anybody in general, you know, for dealing with stress and burnout, tell us more about what exactly, in essence, is burnout. Yeah, and I thought this would be a great topic for today. We actually did talk about this last year. Mm. And the reason why I thought it would be important to to revisit is because I've spoken to quite a few people who one person described it so nicely. They said it's, it's almost like it feels like my energy levels is telling me that we should be in October or November, but mm. it's actually still August and we're heading into September now. And it just feels like a lot of people are, are quite tired and a lot of mm. people are maybe getting close to that stage of, of burnout. So I thought it would be important to, to just talk a little bit about what the definition says burnout is mm. what causes burnout because I think sometimes we can also wake up a little bit tired one morning and we say I'm so burnt out but is that mm. really burnout so just to get what the, the definitions of that are, are but then also importantly what can we do when we feel like we are maybe heading close to mm. a burnout so burnout is included in the 11th revision of the international classification of diseases the ICD-11 it's something that maybe mm. you've heard of but that is where they classify all diseases but it's not classified as a disease it's classified as an occupational phenomenon it's not classified as a medical condition. Mm-hmm. So what the ICD-11 says, burnout is a syndrome conceptualized as resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. It's characterized by three dimensions. First one is feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion. Second one is increased mental distance from one's job or feelings of negativism or cynicism related to one's job. Mm-hmm. And the third one is reduced professional efficacy. So what's really, really important to understand there that what they say in the definition it's as a result from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed and immediately what that does it it takes the 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 onus away from the employee and Mm -hmm. says it is not the employee's problem it is the workplace problem Mm. it is the employers that need to take uh take um or take responsibility for that of course the employee too but it hasn't been successfully managed and it's really important to understand that all parties need to play a role in burnout it's not like one person is feeling burnt out at work well that's that employee's problem it it, because it probably comes from a bigger systemic problem in the Mm. company so what can happen if it is untreated it can cause somebody to become depressed it can cause somebody to become anxious distracted and just not able to function as well as work and it can also have a knock-on effect outside of relationships as well mm-hmm. uh, outside of workplace in, in other relationship as well and i think what's really important to understand that burnout can be something quite serious and it is something that we mm. do need to take seriously for ourselves if we're working at a company but also for workplaces then it is something that needs to be addressed and managed very effectively absolutely now johanna i have to ask you what are the main reasons or what are, what are the main some of the main causes of, of burnout what causes that burnout yeah so there's a lot of research that has mm. been done recently on what causes burnout because I think previously it was just decided that burnout is if just if you work too much and that is part mm. of it but there are a lot more areas to uh, explore so the one of the models that I like to use it's called the six areas of work life model and so they say that these six areas do contribute to burnout so one is workload if we're working too much we 
we're looking, mm. working too long hours that contributes to burnout. But the other areas are so things like lack of control. If we feel like we are just being told to do what at work mm. all the time, but we don't actually have any control of how we do that, that can make us feel quite helpless at work and, and make us feel like we are getting close to burnout. Another one is lack of recognition. If we feel like our work is getting unnoticed, often employers think, well, you get your paycheck at the end of the month and that should be good mm. enough. And I mean, that is how we are rewarded for our work and essentially why we do work. But it's important also to recognize when somebody does go beyond uh, above and beyond and d- does a little bit extra. Uh, if there's a lack of community in the workplace, which is often experienced in, in, in companies, that can also contribute to work out. If you feel you're not part of something bigger, mm-hmm. there's not that community feel. If you feel like there's not fairness uh, in, at work, and that can be sometimes that you are given unclear expectations, you're not exactly sure how to do it, or you're expected to do a lot of work, but you're not given the right tools to, to do uh, the work, or if you're just not uh, getting mm-hmm. enough support, especially if you're new at a company and you maybe have only been there for less than a year, and you just expect it to, to know everything, but you're not offered some support, that can also contribute to burnout. And then uh, an important one as well, and, and, and one that's very difficult to manage is if there's a gap between your values and the company's values. And so maybe the company does expect you to work Saturdays and Sundays to always be on call. If you get home at five o'clock in the afternoon, uh, maybe that's your time to spend time with your family, but the, the, the work expects you to be on call or to be available on email or phone, then that can also contribute to burnout. So those are the six areas. And, and it's important just to, uh, again, recognize it's not just about working hard, but if these other five areas combine, then that can lead to, uh, to burnout. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that uh, detail, Johan. Now, I have to ask you, so when you are experiencing a burnout, okay, uh, how do you go about dealing with that? What, what, what are some of the uh, things that you can do, you know, to, to handle it and to deal with those, with those burnouts? Yeah, I think very, very importantly, and, and it feels like something that we, we talk often about when we're talking about anxiety or depression or maybe just feeling a little bit uncomfortable uh, or, or even something like, like uh, burnout is we need to recognize when we start mm. feeling like that and as quickly as possible. Often we wait and we think, oh, what is this uncomfortable feeling? Or I'm not really enjoying my job, mm-hmm. but we just push through, push through, and then eventually it gets to a place where we can't handle that anymore. So the first thing is to recognize when we start experiencing some of these symptoms of burnout and so that might mean something like excessive stress at work just feeling fatigue not able to get up in the morning not able to to sleep the night before because we're so anxious we typically have the mm. sunday night blues because we don't want to go to work the next morning or we wake up on monday and we just actually want to put pull out the cover back over our head because we don't want to to get back to work so mm-hmm. when we start experiencing those things it's really important to recognize what is contributing is it my workplace is the work really causing uh, a lot of what I'm feeling at the moment and and then from there to start taking action uh, this is the part that's difficult because we do need to work we do need mm. to rely on an income it's not like we're in a position to well many of us are not in a position to say okay I quit and this is what's best for my mental health exactly. because we need to balance that so important to evaluate your options and again evaluate your options at work some workplaces are amazing like this they have a great HR team and you can really go to to them with anything and you know it's going to be kept confidential mm-hmm. but sometimes you also hear about HR maybe not playing that role and and I think that's important to just really do what's best for you find people in the company that mm-hmm. you can trust and just go and discuss your specific concerns if you have a great supervisor or a manager or a boss and just say to them how you are experiencing work at the moment and and find a way to work together to not just put the blame on the company but just to collaboratively say this is something that we want to work it's maybe me that's experiencing this but how can we work together and 
always with the goal of the better that you feel at work, the better work you're going to produce. And so it's mm-hmm. a win-win situation for employee and company. Uh, another option is to seek support, whether that's with coworkers or friends or loved ones at home, maybe even going to somebody with a, like a counselor or a psychologist and say, I'm not sure what to do with how I'm feeling at work. Mm-hmm. Often uh, companies do have employee assistance uh, programs, the EAPs, and to take advantage of of the relevant service. If you don't know, then ask your company, do you offer some psychological services? Do you offer counseling? Uh, Can I go through you to go and and talk about some of what's what's happening? But also really important there that you feel it's a space that you can talk and it's going to be kept confidential. I think other things that we often talk about on the show as well is just to do the basics right, to make sure that when you are not at work, to make sure that you're getting enough sleep and making sure that you eat healthy trying to do some exercise when you can trying to do a relaxing activity when you can mm-hmm. maybe on the way to work do a mindfulness exercise or maybe just listen to a nice relaxing story whatever is going to help you and then as we always uh, suggest mindfulness is really important yes. especially at the workplace mm-hmm. when you're feeling like things are getting overwhelming you're feeling like things are just happening a little bit too much mindfulness is really just that act of focusing on being aware of, of what's happening in that moment allowing yourself to just feel what you feel mm-hmm. and often we get so critical of ourselves because we think we're at work and we stress and then we get critical and we judge why we are feeling like that but often just allowing ourselves to feel like that is quite healing in itself and just Mm -hmm. realize it's okay for me to feel what I'm feeling at the moment and then that moment of that feeling is also going to pass but there are specific uh, mindfulness activities Uh, there are some great apps that that you can go to I'm not uh, we don't work for any of these companies but you can download the Calm (laughs) app you can download the Headspace app often they have very good free versions as well just with a few basic activities breathing exercises and it all helps us to just refocus just feel what Mm -hmm. we feel in the moment and then it means that we are able to handle the work stresses a little bit better as well but again burnout isn't something that just all of a sudden goes away by itself Mm -hmm. it needs to be a collaborative approach between the employee and the employer as well Absolutely. Well, if you've just tuned in, this is Halderberg FM and I'm chatting to Johan LaRue, who is in studio with me. Johan, I have to ask you, so, um, you know, you get a lot of employee wellness, uh, you know, in companies as well. What, what are your thoughts on that? I think that's that's really good. I think what, what is happening at the moment, and it seems like in COVID, this mm. really did make a big change as people are, or companies are taking their employees' wellness a lot more seriously. Mm. So they are making these programs available yeah. and they are making spaces at work available where you can have some downtime. We can maybe take half an hour mm. to just do some yoga or something like that. Yes. But I think what's also important is that often that doesn't just fix everything. Mm-hmm. It looks good for the companies and that's why a lot of companies do it but yes. there might be a deeper problem there there might be this unrealistic expectation that you need to be on call all the time like we said if there's that that mm-hmm. uh, that gap between your values and the company's values then unfortunately having a, a half an hour of quiet or peaceful time isn't going to do that much because exactly. you're going to get home in the afternoon and you feel like I can't just put my phone away mm-hmm. because I, I, I want to spend time with my family yes. and that's where it's important it's, it's always a conversation of course uh, sometimes you do need to be on call sometimes the, the work demands that of you. Sometimes you need to put in extra hours because that is what needs to happen. But there needs to be a conversation about that and there needs to be a balance as well. It can't just be something mm-hmm. that is expected but not really clearly communicated or not being recognized for that. So I think employee wellness programs are, are really good and we need to have more of that and mm-hmm. we need to have more focus on that. But uh, 
again, there needs to be a, a, a well-rounded approach. Absolutely. And I think also just sitting and taking the time to listen to what the employees are actually going through because mm. what the companies want and what the employers want is they want to have their employees in the best possible position to do the best possible work. Mm-hmm. And to, in order to do that, you need to, you need to listen. And, and, and obviously, there needs to be a clear guidelines that are set as well. And uh, the employee's mental health needs to be prioritized. Absolutely incredible. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Johan. Now tell me if anybody would like to get hold of you, please uh, share some of your details. Yeah, people are welcome to, if you just Google Johan Larue Psychologist or mm-hmm. otherwise go to the website jlrpsychology.co.za or any, I often say on the show, there are so many incredible psychologists in Somerset mm-hmm. West. Just Google Psychology Somerset West and there will be so many really good psychologists uh, that, that, that whose names popped up. And yeah, if you haven't taken that decision and you feel like it's time, then make that first appointment and you mm-hmm. can see that it's not very very strange process uh, yes. you, it's it's quite an enjoyable process and and also one that can have, have quite a positive impact on on your well-being at home at work and and sometimes it's just about having a space to actually talk through some of these things so mm-hmm. people are welcome to contact me and and um, yeah, also what we said in, in this it's it's again applying the burnout understanding or, or the definition of burnout I think every person needs to understand that for themselves as well and and that's where it's important to reflect on mm-hmm. that am I getting maybe a bit closer to burnout and yes. I, I always think that addressing that as quick as as early as possible is really important mm-hmm. to prevent a big burnout that that might come later on and then yes. it might take a while to recover from that fantastic well Johan once again thank you so much for your time and you must have yourself a wonderful day perfect thanks so much you thank too, you Silvana. bye